Hello and welcome back to Generation Collaboration. I'm Sanakshi. And I'm Brayden. Before we begin, please like, subscribe, and follow the show wherever you do your listening. Today we are joined by Isabel Long and Andrew Trader Bankston to talk to us about their organization, Project Pave. Isabel and Andrew, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. (laughs) So just to get us started off, Isabel, can you explain in your experience, what is Project PAVE and what are the different programs that they have? So I'm a part of YSEP, which is, oh boy, the Youth Community Educators Program. So I'm considered like a youth educator. And what we did would we is we would go to schools and anywhere that they had kids in summer programs, and we would explain what dating violence is and a healthy relationship and include really important aspects like what consent is, which can be hard, especially with 11-year-olds who I hope haven't really had a lot of relationship experience. And, you know, it's like, oh, what's my no-no square and things like that. But I know that we also have Brave Women, which I was involved with a little bit. And we would sit in a conference room and she would ask us, like, what is a woman to you? And what is healthy femininity? And things like that. And then she would take what we would say and implement it in her own program. So trying to teach young young women, you know, what healthy femininity is. And then we have True Man, which is teaching boys what healthy masculinity is. And I don't know if it's just towards boys and girls, but, you know, anybody can go to these things. Like Project PAVE is very inclusive. And the whole aspect of Project PAVE is to just really help people to understand how to have a healthy relationship with themselves, with their parents, with their friends, with anybody. Because when people hear healthy relationships, they automatically go to a relationship, like a romantic relationship. Like, oh, with my boyfriend, and that's not true because everybody has a relationship with everybody else in their life, whether that's just a schoolmate or a friend or a parent or, you know, your turtle, because your turtle can be really nasty sometimes, and we (laughs) got to knock that down. Um, But yeah, it's just geared towards helping others, and I really liked that. Oh, yeah. Um, And Isabel, as a youth, what made you want to join Project PAVE and like all these programs that you discussed? Um, I have been in youth council for the past three years. It just ended, so I'm a little sad about it. But it was from the Colorado School Safety Resource Center. And my supervisor, Margaret, she was like, I think that this is something that you could really like because I've been in FCCLA at school, which is basically explaining dating violence to my peers at school. And I did dating violence with Margaret in youth council for the past couple of years. And then so she was like, well, pave the stuff like this too. So I think that it'd be good for you. I was like, okay, that's great. And at first I was really nervous because it's a lot of presenting. And I went in as a very quiet individual who hated talking to people in general. But I was like, okay, I guess I'm really gonna have to put myself out there. But I just thought that it was a really great cause and also just a really good learning experience for myself and learning how to be fearless. Thank you for that, Isabel. That's an amazing story. And I, I love the what sounds like a really big impact that Project PAVE has had on your life. 
Um, Andrew, I want to ask you, how long have you been a part of Project PAVE and why did you choose to get involved? So I've been a part of Project PAVE a little bit on and off again. So I got introduced to Project PAVE actually when I was a sophomore at East High School here in Denver. Um, and they used to sponsor a club called the Angels Against Abuse at East High School. And my friends went there on Thursdays. And I was like, well, I don't want to not have anything to do on Thursdays. I don't want to be by myself. So I started going to this club with them. And the club was just talking about the healthy stuff that East kids did together. And I was like, well, this is really cool. It's not about the bad stuff. It's about the good. And I spent, what, two and a half years working and volunteering for Project PAVE when I was in high school here. And then left, went off to college to the University of Northern Colorado, came back here, um, and then just did some miscellaneous jobs around town, kind of just sort of figuring things out, got certified as a butcher. And um, then one day Project PAVE shot me an email and said, hey, buddy, do you want to come back home? And I was able, luckily enough, to be able to get the position as the youth engagement manager, which was over the program that I was a part of when I was in high school. And I've just sort of taken my experience from that and said, hey, you know what, how can I do this? And also, how can I continue to let them know that whatever they want to do, we're going to try to make that a reality with Project Paves Resources. That is so cool. I like that full circle story. That's that's really interesting. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what your position is exactly and how do you engage with youth? Yeah, so my technical title is Youth Engagement Manager. And so what that means is that I go out and I do a lot of facilitations for Project PAVE, talking about healthy relationships, talking about, um, you know, consent, just really sort of diving into what we call our path to healthy relationships curriculum. And then I also help facilitate our True Man program, which is talking about healthy masculinity to young boys. And, uh, you know, the Denver Broncos sponsor this program. And luckily enough, the Broncos have been a partner with Project PAVE for nine years now. So we've been able to do this for a really long time. And then I also get to work and facilitate our youth community educators program. And overseeing that is the true love of my life. Like I get a different kind of joy to it. I just have a different kind of energy when I get to interact and engage with youth because it's like, okay, the whole reason I'm at Project PAVE is I want to help the people around me be the best versions of themselves. And who can I help the most? And I think that that's the youth. So then I go out and I get into the field and when I'm out there, I just wholeheartedly, once again, in myself, I'm true to myself and who I am, but I'm also going to treat the youth that I'm out there working with as adults. And when they get treated as adults, then they see that and they feel that and they reciprocate that back. Okay, hey, this guy really wants to show me what respect is like. Okay, well, if I'm going to talk during this presentation, then he, when I raise my hand, he's just going to look the other way because, okay, well, I haven't shown him any respect for this presentation. So by giving them that same sort of respect and going out there and by engaging with them and letting them know, hey, you're an adult, I'm going to treat you as an adult, and then really sticking to that and truly being true to that, youth are like, okay, cool, Like, let's see, let's talk, let's see how this works. And they just enjoy that mannerism. And when we go out into the field as well, too, we're big on fidget materials, we're big on um, just you know having things that they can do to interact with their hands. And one of the things we realize the most is that when youth have something in their hands and they're doing something, those walls that they put up for adults, that they, they put up for good reasons for in most part, those walls tend to come down and they tend to be a lot more vulnerable. And when they're more vulnerable, we get to the deeper root of things and we get more learning into those deeper parts. I really appreciate that because I feel like a lot of the times like youth are often treated as like little kids, which I think often kind of defeats the purpose of things that we try to get across to them. So 
I feel like treating us as adults is like definitely what we want to hear and what we want to see. Um, so Isabel, talking a little bit more from like a youth perspective, how are you able to bring these programs, and these initiatives into like your friend groups or like in school? Well, obviously in high school, there is a lot of unhealthy relationships going on because people are just learning who they are. And they won't even know who they are for like, you know, like 30 or 40 years. But they are like, oh, this is it. This is me forever. And they have no idea how they're going to change. But with me, I went into this program knowing I had a few issues with my friends. And I just didn't know how to fix it because I tried to stay away from conflict as much as possible. Um, but then going through it, it not only taught me like, skills of like how to properly talk to somebody without coming off as aggressive and learning the difference between being assertive and being aggressive, but it also gave me comfort in knowing that my choice is my choice and that it's okay to stand up for myself, you know, when people think of, oh, you have to stand up for yourself, it's more like to bullying or against others. When sometimes you just have to stand up for yourself with even your best friend and standing up for what you need and the comfort that you require. So it really just taught me how to be comfortable within myself and my decisions, which helped to strengthen my relationships. Because if I'm strong, then the other person that I have an issue with can learn to be strong in their opinions and it can just really heal a relationship. That's amazing. That That's so cool. I think a lot of teenagers these days need to become not only confident in themselves and who they are, but learn the skills that go along with that. Like the difference between being assertive and aggressive. And, you know, that's, I see that in the hallways of my school every day, you know, kids struggling. And this collaborative framework that PAVE has, would you say that that is beneficial when it comes to teaching kids and teens how to become confident with themselves? Yeah, definitely, because you feel like you have a lot of players on your side, and it's not just, like, one person talking at you. And I think it's also really nice for the kids to see me, a youth, collaborating with Andrew, who's very much an adult, though sometimes he doesn't act like it. <laughs> but I hope that it provides them with a little bit of hope for themselves in repairing those relationships with adults, because, like, Andrew was talking they do put up walls when they see an adult coming because they think that they're going to be, <clears throat> sorry, talked down to. But I think that them seeing me collaborating with my adults around me and how comfortable I can be really helps them to open up themselves too. Andrew, as an adult, how do you prioritize like an intergenerational connection and collaboration with youth at Project PAVE to make sure that you are breaking down barriers and creating the connections that are needed? Well, I think for us at Project PAVE and for myself in particular, it starts off with, hey, first things first is we're going to remind everybody that we're human. We're going to start from there, a humaning approach. So when I meet with, whether it's Isabel or whether it's uh, any other YSEPR or when I'm at starting off a class, I do what's called a vibe check, a one to 10, but 
be honest with me. If you're having a bad day, you're having a bad day. That's okay. I've had bad days. I literally had to give a presentation one day and I got dumped on the phone in the hallway and I had to like walk right in afterwards and give a presentation. Was not easy, was not one of the easiest things I've ever had to do. I had to go in and my coworker actually at the time was like, I got this. Like you, you look like you're struggling. And I was like, yeah, I just got broken up with. And for them to be able to see that, but for me to be honest with them and be like, hey, I just got dumped. Like I'm struggling right now. Like, and for me to tell them, hey, I'm not going to be back next week. I took the next two weeks off afterwards. I was, I was heartbroken. I was destroyed. But for them to see that, for, for, for us to start off and for us to be real and for us to say, hey, this is where I'm at. This is where you're at. That's cool. And then a lot of times when I'm working with, directly with our YSEPers, I like to then leave that into music nutrition. Let's listen to some music. Hey, everybody really likes music. Let's listen to some music. Let's talk about, you know, the good parts or the bad parts of the song and what it's talking about. And then let's dive into the project, whatever it is that we're working on. So one of our projects that we're working on uh, was a grant. We were like, hey, you know what? Oftentimes we hear youth voice. We hear youth voice. We hear youth voice. We hear youth voice but it's adults speaking. And they just really came up with a project and they gave it to youth and the youth said, yeah. So what we did was we came and we wrote a grant and we said, hey, we don't have a project, none whatsoever. But if we get funded, what we're gonna do is we're gonna pull youth together and the youth will come up with a project based around mental health on their own and they'll have that project. And so what happened was we wound up getting the grant and the youth planned a retreat, which we're actually gonna wind up going on later on this year, uh, three days, or two days, three nights uh, out in um, Colorado Springs, a really cool place, La Foray. And that was their plan. They've got classes that they're sort of designing that they're building out for each of, for, for some little block time, but also time to go out and enjoy the retreat center. So that was their whole plan. That was one of their things. And we said, hey, you know what? We'll give you a space. We'll give you a little bit of guidance. We'll give you sort of tools and connections as you need it. But really, we want to see you all do some work. We want to see you all get down in the trenches. And that's the way that we really sort of work at Project Pave, whether it's going out into a presentation and saying, hey, you know what? I've trained you. I'm there if you need me, but I'm going to go sit in the back of the room. And I just want to see you do this facilitation. And if you can do this facilitation, then that's fantastic. That's cool because you're going to hit them on a level that I can't reach them at because they're just going to relate to you easier versus me you know, and when YSEPers are new, I'm up there in the front of the room with them. I'm, I'm up there I'm making sure that, hey, you know, if they're missing something, I'm right behind them. But the more and more they facilitate, the more they present, the more I take that step back, the more I say, hey, you've got this. You know exactly what you want to do. You know exactly how you want to lead this. My job is to give you a platform. And that's really my whole hope and everything that I do with youth is I want to get you comfortable. And then I want you to take this platform and I want you to ride with it because that's the whole point of Project PAVE is we're here to give you the platform. Yeah, no, that's super nice. I actually had a question just out of curiosity. Um, I know you go out and like educate youth and help youth when it comes to like healthy relationships and things like that. Um, could you tell us a little bit about like maybe an experience that you had or like a youth that you talked to and how kind of you were able to navigate a certain situation? Yeah. Um, so uh, this actually was recently this past semester. Um, one of the schools that I was uh, lucky enough to be able to go out and facilitate with, um, we're in a facilitation and one of the students in the room is just being picked on. He's just being picked on and he's different from everybody else in the school. Um, this is a heavy school of color, but this is the only black boy within the class. And so he's kind of just being picked on and picked on and picked on by everyone and nothing's really kind of being done about it. And this kid is like, hey, like every time I would walk into the school and I'd walk into the main office, he's in the main office. And they're like, he's in the main office because he's in trouble. And I'm like, well, what did he do? Like, talk to me. And they're like, oh, yeah, he like 
had an outburst in class or he like went off on his classmates and then I'm in class with him and we're talking about emotional regulation and we're talking about the vibe check and we're talking about, hey, you know what? It's on you to keep that within you and then to tell somebody and then to be like, hey, they're doing this to me. They're trying to get a reaction out of me. And I was in class with this kid and I literally saw him stop as they're picking on him and I saw him go. And then he like looked at me and he was like, I really want to be in this class today. I do not want to get kicked out. And so he like kept himself calm and he just was like, I can do this, I can be here. And he ignored those kids and he was able to stay for the rest of the day. And it was one of those moments where you're like, you're really putting into practice what we're doing and you're seeing how effective it is. If you just take that second, you just say, hey, I'm gonna let them go. They're here to get a rise out of me. I'm not gonna give them what they want. They left them alone for the rest of the day too. And I was like, this is just one of those moments where it just felt really good because afterwards he came up to me and he was like, I just really wanted to be here. And I thought about what you've told me and I tried it and it worked. And then I was like, that's one of those feel good moments where you're like, what we're doing is actually working if they try it. If you are just joining us, you are listening to Generation Collaboration. In this episode, we are speaking with Andrew and Isabel from Project PAVE. Project PAVE is a Denver-based organization that provides innovative, evidence-based, and culturally responsive mental health services and educational programs to youth. Isabel, I want to talk a little bit more about what Andrew was just talking about, like this I want to say new and modern approach to educating youth about things like emotional regulation. And honestly, it shouldn't be new and modern, but it seems like it is. Why do you think that it's new and modern? Like, why is why is this coming about now and not 50 years ago when it could be really beneficial? I think that 50 years ago, healthy relationships just wasn't something that you talked about. You know, you had the expectation from a female perspective where you find a man and you get married and you deal with it. Like my grandparents, my grandma got married at 18. She graduated from high school on a Wednesday, got married that Saturday. And, you know, when you ask her, she's like, my marriage has been a bliss and I'm so grateful for it. And you talk to my dad. And he was like, no, they literally threw hair dryers at each other. I had to duck under a table because they were like fighting. And, you know, my parents got divorced and I watched my grandma really struggle with that concept of divorce because she grew up with, no, you just move forward and you deal with it. And I mean, my grandparents' marriage is fine now. I mean, you know, they're, they're old, but don't tell them I said that. <laughs> They just don't really care about each other's opinion enough to fight anymore. And, but I wonder sometimes if I'm like, well, maybe they should have had a conversation and genuinely been like, is this the right path for us? Because that just wasn't a thing. Yeah. So I think you talked a little bit about kind of like changing that mentality and like kind of like changing that, like, I guess this process has just been going on for so long, you know? And I know a big part of Project PAVE is like prevention, you know, so that it doesn't get to a stage where like, you know, it really has to be like that bad. And like, you can take steps to like prevent it from beforehand. So could you tell us a little bit about those measures or like preventative measures that you guys take? Yeah. Um, so one of the great things about Project PAVE is that while we are a prevention organization, we do also have an intervention department. We do staff a therapist actually at two very close partner schools, uh, CEC Early College and DC 21. Um, so uh, we do have um, some clinical therapists on staff and we also have 
some other staff members um, on our intervention team, our intervention specialists who do some great work in long-term engagement groups. But as far as preventative measures go, one of the real things that we do is we first, we make that, we make that space in class. We make that space available for them to understand that um, my office number is tied directly to my cell phone. So they know, hey, like if you have any questions or if you're curious about anything, text me. Some of the other things that we do with it when we're in those classes is we make that space one first and foremost. Then two, we continue that open conversation. We, we do everything we can to keep it a conversation rather than it being a lecture, whether that's okay, hey, you know what, we're gonna have this conversation as a class or hey, you know what, why don't you take the four people that are right around you and you all talk in a group about this subject and we're going to come around the room and we'll just jump in and we'll give you that freedom to sort of talk. And we know that you've got to talk. We know that that's got to happen. So we make the space available for them to, to have that. And then we continue just simply by, by reinforcing all of these things by saying, hey, you know what? Practice this vibe check. We're going to do this vibe check. And we do this vibe check all the time. I tell people when we're doing the vibe check, if you're at a nine or a 10, I'm going to feed off of that energy. Like I'm going to call on you a little bit extra maybe just because I want to try and see if I can get some of that in the rest of the room. And the class is like, oh, he really is specifically like listening to what we're saying. They're really paying attention to us. And I think it's some of those small details that have some of the biggest preventative measures because they understand that even as adults, we're continuing to learn, we're continuing to grow, we continue to, to share our faults with them, to let them know, I've been doing this for a combined probably now, seven, almost seven years now. I'm not perfect, I don't have it. Sometimes I can be really passive aggressive. Sometimes I can very much so be very passive and not talk about my feelings when I need to. And that's still some things that, you know, the generational trauma that, that's been handed down is still being broken. So for them to understand that we're not perfect as well too, and for them to be able to see it, there are small things that you can show the world that can give them that opportunity to, to, to give you that chance to be embraced, to give people that chance to be empathetic in that moment. It's those small things. And when they see that and they feel that, and then they see that reciprocated back to them, they hold on to those things. Yeah. So Isabel, kind of going off of what Andrew said, why do you think it's so important to have these youth and adult relationships at, um, or I guess like youth and adult working together at Project PAVE? I think it just, this is going to be really cheesy, paves the way for the, <laughs> for the future generations because whatever relationships we make now with adults are the relationships that we could have with our future children even if they don't want kids. Like, this is just how you learn to interact with people because, like I said, with my grandma, I think her and I definitely clash a little um, based off of our views because she didn't have the best relationship with my dad because it was always, oh, you know, be a man, like grow up, just learn to deal with it. Versus my dad with me, who's like, it's okay to feel emotions just as long as you remember that you're strong inside. And so, you know, I grew up very headstrong, like very stubborn. Uh, I had a lot of emotional barriers and I just felt like I could never really say what I needed to say. And, you know, that caused a lot of scars. But then working with Andrew and everybody at PAVE, it heals the scars that you have from you know, when I was growing up and struggling with my emotional barriers, because now I can openly talk about my emotions when I have to, and it makes life a lot easier. And so, but like going back to what I was saying earlier with like how we talk to our future kids, like it changed the relationship between me and my siblings. 
my little sister has autism. And so sometimes it's really hard for her to be able to properly communicate. And some people get really frustrated with her because she can't properly vocalize how she's feeling. And so I take into account the relationship because I'm 11 years older than she is. So it's like me, it's like, I don't know. I think we have a smaller difference in that. I think we do. Yeah. So it's like me and Andrew versus like me and my sister. And so it's like, okay, let me think. I'm not going to get frustrated. Let me think about how someone at Pave would talk to me and talking to her like that. And it's really made her be able to slowly open up to me. You know, she has a hard time opening up to others. So it really shapes your relationships with everybody else that you speak to. And so if we start making a change in how we talk to others and how we have a relationship with the new generation, because there is a new one. It's crazy to think that we're that old, but <laughs> but if we learn to talk to them the same way that you know people like Andrew talk to me, then hopefully we can inspire them to create actual change for the better. That's awesome. I like how you guys are so focused on redefining relationships and collaboration and it. You're making an actual like culture change. You're changing society, you're changing culture, changing how people interact with each other. I think that's so powerful and amazing. So to wrap up, what is one piece of advice, Isabel, that you would give to our youth listeners out there? This might be really cringy because they've heard it like a thousand times before. But it's like be calm and confident. And, you know, I know everybody says it, but it's it's true because And it's not just calm and confident in the way that you present yourself, but also in the way that you speak to others. Because if you portray yourself to be this calm and confident person, people are going to listen to what you have to say. And they're going to have trust in you. And, you know, even if you have to fake it, it's okay. Fake it till you make it. (laughs) But eventually, if you fake it hard enough, then you can even trick yourself that you're confident. So, yeah, I don't know. Just always love yourself. And you can do anything, I believe. (laughs) That was so good. Thank you. Andrew, do you have any advice that you'd like to share with our adult listeners? Yeah. The advice that I would give to any of our adult listeners would be just listen. Just listen to what the youth are trying to say because they're trying to express themselves and they don't have all the tools and all of the knowledge and their brain isn't fully formed all the way yet. And that's okay. Give them that grace but just listen, hear what they have to say, and then work from there. Don't just try to force everything on them that you were forced upon yourself when you were a child because all you're going to do is pass that back down. So just listen and hear them out and then talk to them, actually talk. That's the hardest part is uh, so oftentimes as adults, we're ready to just spit out whatever we have to say to youth and that's the end of it. Whereas if we actually open up and we have a conversation You'll learn why they did what they did or why they're feeling the way that they're feeling. And oftentimes they'll give you a tip or they'll give you some kind of hint as to what to do to help rectify or to help ease their situation. So that way things can be better for them in the long run and they can show that to to the next generation. Isabel and Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. It was really great to learn more about you and Project PAVE. To learn more about Project PAVE, visit projectpave.org or follow them on social media at Project PAVE. Thank you again for tuning in to Generation Collaboration. Before you go, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. 
Today's episode of Generation Collaboration was engineered by Laura Brennan. Generation Collaboration is produced by David Layden and Lauren Stevepak. Our theme song, Find It, was recorded at Youth on Record by Esme Patterson and members of the Youth on Record community. Generation Collaboration is a co-production of Colorado Young Leaders and Youth on Record. Learn more about Colorado Young Leaders at coloradoyoungleaders.org or on Instagram and TikTok at coyoungleaders. You can learn more about Youth on Record at youthonrecord.org and on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Youth on Record. To all our listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in for the last episode of this season. Brayden and I are going to be handing it off to a couple of new hosts here in a bit. And we hope you guys really enjoyed this season. We really appreciate you. And our next season will come out later next year. If you're interested in applying, you can visit Colorado Young Leaders on their student portal. And maybe you get to be the new podcast host for next season. But thank you again. And we'll miss y'all. Bye.